Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie, and I ran a six-minute mile this morning, and it took everything I had. Who are you? (laughs) I'm Chris, and I did uh, eight miles in two hours today, and it was wonderful. That sounds really nice. I should have done that, except, I don't know, I... uh, I decided I was like, let's just see where you're at, you know, and um, I warmed up and then I ran as hard as I could, which was really a different movement than what I've been doing for the past month. So, like, I wasn't expecting that much. And I ran about a six minute mile. And, um, you know, that's just, it's where I'm at right now. So I don't know. It was fine. I'm I'm at peace with it. I don't really. It's pretty. It's fine. Well, I mean, are you, are you uh, fast enough for that big race that's coming up? Oh, yeah, there aren't any, so I ah. can be as slow as I want. Ah. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Living this life. Yeah. How normal people live. Yeah. So uh, some of us just run for fun, Ellie. That's uh, that's a thing. I cut my knuckle on a on a branch today and got that going for me. I cut I cut my knuckle, but mine was on the food processor blade when I was making black bean brownies, which we will talk about in our food segment. So Wow, sneak peek. Stay tuned for the food segment, I guess. Yeah. Stay tuned till the end of this episode. All right. So uh what happened this week? Oh, I know. So I got some feedback from a listener that said um, things were a little bit swimmy in the audio with episode seven and I get it. Um, uh, my computer situation has been weird, but I am, we're stable now. We're good. I got all my software set up, got all the applications I need, got everything going. Episode eight is going to be the best ever. So awesome. I was really, uh, inspired with your, I listened to your episode with Greg this morning and you with the sound effects going on, (laughs) you with just, you know, he's playing like Dungeons and Dragons and you're like, I'm going to podcast everything. And then you guys were talking about how we can all take free courses online, which I did know, but I forgot about. Mm Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a good reminder. I think I think that I swing between wanting to be productive and learn something like that does sound fun most of the time. But then other times I'm just like, you know, if I really want to do this, I will do it. And just, I don't need to be productive during this time. I mean, it's, 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 you know, even though I'm getting used to it, I'm a lot happier now. It is still like a grieving process that we're all going through. So You know, I think that um, it was just reassuring that we're all just doing what the best we can to cope right now. And whatever that means is whatever it means. However, I am working on my video skills because Ian and I are putting out a new show for Trails Collective every Monday. But I find that I fumble my words a lot when I'm on video. And maybe I do it in the podcast, too. But um, I need to practice. And so every day on Twitter, on our Trails Collective Twitter, I've been doing Ellie's 45-second trail snack. And it's basically like a running or trail tip that I keep under 45 seconds because Twitter only lets you post a 45-second video. And that's been helping. So, yeah, little little improvements here and there. But, yeah, enjoying it. 
Yeah, wow, you're like a you're like a media mogul now, huh? Well, the reason I'm doing it this way is because I do not want to edit anything. So I just post I just do it in one or two takes. It's pretty simple. I just make sure that like I don't look like completely terrible on on uh, the video and then I just post it real quick because I don't really feel like the editing thing just isn't my thing. I know a lot of people really like that, but I'm more of like a raw uncut kind of person. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to keep it that way. And I mean, that's kind of fun. I just doing things that are fun, you know? Yeah. Good on you. You know, I think that's pretty great. Um, Thank yeah, you. I did, uh, I did put out, uh, so I've put out two episodes of running inside out in two weeks. I can't imagine it's going to keep going at that crazy pace, but um, it's good. It's good. I got uh, somebody lined up for next week, so maybe we'll have three weeks. I really I like the idea of getting to every two weeks. That's what I would like to do. But um, being that I basically took the month of February and March off due to computer woes, I feel like I want to get a couple in the can. You know what I was thinking? That you should have your wife as a guest. I want to know about summer. My wife wants nothing to do with the podcast, and the podcast is happy she feels that way. <laughs> okay, because I was just like thinking about that. I was like, I don't really know your wife that well. Um, and I and yeah, that was just so that'll be like my dream guest. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully you don't meet her um, at many on the Jenny because that means you're injured and hanging out with the medic. So that's no good. Oh, no. Yeah. Another uh, COVID race is coming up now, huh? That's what I was going to ask you about. So it looks like I we're going to do. I just saw this yesterday. Yeah, so it looks like we're going to do one for um, FLRTC. It looks like it looks like we're gonna we're gonna do it. So I I need to ask your opinion on this, and maybe some podcast listeners can also message me on Instagram what they think. So the reason that I talked Amelia into doing our fundraiser for the store is because I don't really have expendable income right now as much as I would like, and I see this race and I see other things and they're great, but I'm also like. I am not in the position, like I want to support the store and everything, but I'm just not in the position to do another race. And I also am not running 19 miles right now. Like I think I really do and have cut back on my mileage specifically. I mean, I was, I just have other things that I am doing. And, um, so I think that like, I don't even know if I'm going to sign up for this race and that feels weird, but also I just gave Ian a grand. So I just am like, I don't know, like what is, but that Amelia was saying, well, anything to support the store, she's probably going to do, which makes sense. It's our home store. But you, do you know what I'm saying? I'm torn in two different directions. Like, should I shell out another 20 bucks or should I just be like, I, I just gave them a grand. I'm sorry. That's what I can do right now. I think you, I, I think you're coming at this a little bit weirdly. I think we have said um, over and over again, do what you can, right? That's what you can. Mm -hmm. Either either share it or participate in it or do something. And you've done what you can. That's that's the way it goes. 
And some people can't run 19 or 1.9 or 19K. Some people just can't do it. Some people don't have the 20 bucks. Some people don't have jobs and are busy, you know, putting their uh, life together. So I don't think anybody should feel guilted into anything. Um, We've said, give yourself a break. Give yourself some space, right? Do what you can. Mm -hmm. And so you've done that. You've done what you can, which was pretty damn good. So... Um, with a thousand bucks, you can run 500 virtual COVID-19 milers. So there you go. You know, so I, exciting. I think you just need to like have perspective on it is all. Yeah. I think in this time I tend to, well, I tend to overthink things anyway, but even more so in this time, like that's an example. And then also, feeling happy at any point. It's, it's very awkward. Um, and I struggle until I just read a little bit about it, but I struggle like, is it really okay to be happy about anything in this time when, you know, or be grateful or, or, well, you know, always be grateful, but be excited about something when there's just so many things that are worrisome. And I think that it's silly for me to feel guilt about being happy or feel guilt about, you know, just something good that happens to me when there are bad things going on, but all feelings and all emotions are valid. So, um, yeah, I just, I just recently read something, um, or no, I listened to like the Tim Ferriss podcast with a psychologist or a psychologist talking about relationships. And she mentioned something about just, it's okay to, you know, be excited that your sourdough bread was just amazing or be happy that, you know, it's a nice day and you were able to uh, finish a project outside. It's, I, I think that I can't be alone that being happy maybe feels like we're betraying the people that are unhappy right now, but you're not. It's just me and my neuroses and being silly. But, you know, that's why I talk to you. Yeah, I think you do have to look for ways. That, I mean, uh, you have to look for ways to be happy. That's that's what this is really about. We we can have perspective and we can understand that there's a terrible, horrible thing happening. And we can still also feel good in our daily life. Like both things could happen. There's an article um, that I read actually, um, and it's been making the circles in some of the podcasts that I listen to. And I'm going to put it in the show notes it is. It talks about, um, what's the name of it? Let's read it real quick. Coronavirus is making a lot of people anxious and depressed, but some sufferers actually feel better now. And if you suffer from general anxiety disorder or depression in some ways, you could actually feel a little bit better now because you don't have the world banging on your door. You don't have the typical things that make you nervous. Maybe what makes you nervous is really busy roads. Well, we don't have really busy roads. You know, the morning commute or getting all your laundry ready. Maybe there's things that you have anxieties about and those are a little bit lessened now. That doesn't take away from the fact that there is one big giant looming um anxiety thing over there, but you don't have to take that and make it, you know, every part of your every day, you know, that's, that's the way I feel about it. Um, uh, 
So, uh, like the way this goes, this is by Laura Bradley and she says, um, when the note, when the novel coronavirus lockdown first began in early March, Grace Weinstein noticed something strange in a span of 48 hours, three people reached out to her because they'd experienced an anxiety or panic attack. Weinstein has a diagnosed panic disorder in addition to anxiety and depression. So for her newly distressed, for her newly distressed friends, she was an obvious person to consult. But Weinstein herself has not had even one panic attack since the quarantines. In fact, she's been doing pretty well, so much that she's become a stabilizer for those around her. And the article goes on. But yeah, I think, I mean, feelings are real, right? Like that's what it comes down to. So I think you can feel happy that you made delicious brownies, you can feel happy that you raised a thousand bucks for a store and you can feel okay with not throwing in 20 more dollars and just sharing it on your Instagram page or congratulating and cheering on those people that are like, you can feel however the hell you want to feel. That's what I say. Damn it. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, um, I, I think this article was really good. Um, but yeah, you know, it was like, I, she, she says, uh, despite everything, I realize I am okay, more okay than I have been in years. That's a strange thing to admit, but evidently I'm not alone. So it's a great article. So anyways, go read the show notes, people. They're either in the podcast player that you're holding in your hand right now. Just go to the podcast and scroll down or go to hamstringsandheartstrings.com slash 008 and you'll see them there and at least read this article. If you got any of the sort of feelings that we're sitting here talking about, go read this thing there. Also find a link to the race. <laughs> yes. I will read this article maybe when we get done podcasting here. Yeah. So, Chris, I want to know when you started running and why. Oh, you want to you want to go back into the into the way back machine? Yes. Oh, I like. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, this has been told on uh, Running Inside Out once in a while, and I'll, I'll try to give an accurate version as far as I can recall. Um, I used to run in high school. I actually ran on the cross-country team for my high school, but we were a city school so our cross-country team, really, we ran through the grass in LaSalle Park in Buffalo, and then we ran around Delaware Park around the Albright Knox Art Gallery. So we weren't exactly, you know, tromping through the woods and jumping over logs or anything. Uh, and then I went to college and found other things to do. I was one of those people that I thought, oh, I'm at college. I should really do college work. And I didn't do any sports for a little while. I played intramural soccer, but nothing really. And then I was like, well, I'm in college. I should do a bunch of drinking. So I did some of that and all that other stuff. And fast forward like 10 years and had uh, two little twin babies and a big bad job and a wife and a house. And it turned out like what I was doing was like waking up, holding a baby, handing the baby to a wife, going to my job, coming home, holding a baby, going to sleep. And doing that for like a year. And it was like, uh, and so one night, I, I don't know how or why or whatever, 
But one night I, I, I'm trying to remember the motivations and it's, that's lost the history. But I said to Summer, I said, I'm going out for a run. And she's like, you don't run. And I was like, like, hell I do. I go out and run. And uh, she's like, uh, no, you don't. And I was like, well, wait a minute. So we met, we dated, we got married, we bought a house, we had kids, and she never saw me run. So I was like, huh, well, watch this. So I went out for a run. And it was like 9.30 at night or something like that. And it was great. It was I didn't go very far or anything, a couple of miles and came back, but I, I went a couple of miles. And uh, it was relaxing. So then I came home and went to sleep and actually slept well. So I just started doing that more. That's uh, that's how it happened. And then my friend Joe was like, yo, I ran. I've been running a bunch lately. I think I'm going to sign up for the Rochester Marathon. And I was like, oh, boy. You know, this is a couple months later or something. And I was like, oh, boy, um, that's a pretty big deal. I was like, but I guess I'll do it if you do it. And I signed up for it and then started training for the marathon. And he never signed up for it. So, um, but then he signed up for it next year. Um so yeah, so that's kind of how it happened was needed some uh, me time, just a little bit of like, you know, decompression and uh, that's how it got there. You know, that's really beautiful. I really, um, in the past week, I noticed that you say it wasn't very long or whatever, but you know, in the past week and I feel like going forward, um, I really just enjoyed the beauty of just like a couple miles, you know, like um, in the morning, or I really look forward to if my sister and I are able to share a couple miles in the afternoon, like it's not, it's, it's so like still just a mood booster. And, you know, it just, it puts me in the right headspace for the day. I, I feel like I'm, um, you know, I'm able to have a little bit of me time. I listen to a podcast and I get outside. I feel the air on my face. And I really, when you're training at a higher level, I think that, or any level, well, any level that where you uh, consistently put in um, pretty sizable mileage per week or per run, or you're used to, you know, 60 to 90 minutes every morning, you know, I think that that does become a normal, even though it's not normal. And so it takes a little bit for your mind where your body is just like three miles is fine, dude. Like you can stop. It's cool. But your mind is like, is it really, a, is it really like enough or is it really going to give me that same feel good that I feel after every run? And it really just this past week, I I've been just doing a couple miles in the morning and it still is, it still is like my favorite part of the day. And I realized that, you know, I'll, it's what, at some point, maybe I'll go back to running like longer and I know I will, but at the moment I know that my body and my mind is okay with just running a couple miles and maybe doing a fast mile every once in a while. But, and I, and I really, I think this past week just have embraced that. I don't feel like doing a marathon in a helipad or running around my table to run an ultra. Like those are, that's really cool. And it's really admirable, but also, you know, just doing a couple miles is, is perfect for me right now. And it feels good to just admit that to myself and just let myself do that. Let myself, I don't feel like I've 
chickened out of any mileage or whatever. I don't have, I have the desire to run, but I don't have the desire to run an ultra or to run for 90 minutes a day. And I think that's good. It feels good. And that's what it reminds me of what you just said, that you just went out for a couple miles and it felt good and you slept and here we are. Yeah. And that's, and that's sort of what I meant is it doesn't have to be this um, long affair. You know, I did start running ultras because I found that um, eventually I ran out of thoughts to think and eventually my shoulders came down from my ears a little bit and I got a different level of enjoyment. But honestly, going out for 30 minutes, you know, duh, what was it? Tuesday, maybe either Monday or Tuesday. I really wanted, you know, I was like, Hey, I did, I had a big weekend and everything's going, it was Tuesday. Cause I had Monday off after I did the 19 for the weekend. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Tuesday, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hit six and I'm going to get right back at this and build it up. And then by the time I got done with work and everything like that, and it was super windy and started to rain, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out for a little bit. And I did two miles and, you know, 18 minutes. And I came back in the house and my wife was like, well, that was fast. And I was like, yeah, it was good. I'm good to go. You know, 20 minutes. Don't even have to shower afterwards. It was only 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also I realized that uh, when you aren't exerting that much energy in the morning, like later in the day, you do have more energy to, if you want to go for a hike with someone, or if you want to go for a bike ride, or if you want to do a second run, yeah. Like there's more energy for it, you know, and you know, and you forget about it. <laughs> I love your journey lately, Ellie. Last last week you discovered eight hour fifty Ks, and this week you're discovering short runs. <laughs> it's amazing. No, I did. Okay, I didn't start out at. I said when you build up and you're used to doing higher mileage for a while, it seems weird. Um, but it's like any adjustment process and just, just like you can adjust to running for 90 minutes, you can adjust back down to just, I'm just getting outside and enjoying it and it's making me happy. It was like you were a little toddler and somebody was holding your fingers, teaching you how to walk. And they're like, look, Ellie's walk. Oh boy. There she goes. She's gone. She's not going to be back. She's not going to be back for another 40 miles. <laughs> Wait till she gets back. <laughs> oh, did you know that next weekend there's actually another one of those? Like it's um 12 hours. It's a t it's 12 hours and it's five miles per hour. And the winner is like the lowest cumulative time or something like that. Nice. Um, Rochester Running Company just came out with an interesting new uh, format. They are going to see um, how long we can all run as a community. So they have um, time slots, half hour time slots for 24 hours in a day. And everybody's signing up to fill a half hour slot. So it's going to be like a relay, but you're not running with anybody else. You're just running during your time slot. So, you know, 4.30 p.m. comes around, you go for your half hour run. 5 p.m. comes around, somebody else goes for their run. And how long can we have a streak going? Um, and I guess the first day is already all signed up for. So that's pretty neat. So lot, lots going on. Yeah, I think I saw something about that on Instagram. Yeah, lots, lots going on. People are starting to get creative, you know. 
I like it. I mean, I've read a lot of uh, good things that are coming out of us. Like our community, we're just all geniuses. I mean, that's so true. Like (laughs) who other than a genius would want to like run for 40 miles and eat M&Ms in the woods? Like, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. But I think we're being really inventive. And I think there's also something for everybody. So like some people are doing their miles like around a table and then other people that's not their jam. So they're going to try something else or, you know, other, and it's awful. And I can't wait to see um, when things do start to reopen what we've all learned. I think there's, it's just going to be really fascinating to see how the world moves forward. Yeah. The let's make no mistake about it. Things will definitely be different. Um, but you know, um, there's all those things, right? You gotta, you gotta, uh, destroy in order to create and, um, all those other sayings about, uh, you know, fortitude and coming out stronger out of the other end. So I hear a lot of chatter about, um, a lot of our jobs could be done from home, et cetera, et cetera, and how that's going to change. But, and I think in some cases that's true, but I also think there's something to be said about, and I know this is true, like just even if you can do your job on the computer, going to work, seeing your coworkers, talking to them face-to-face, I think there's just a beauty in that, that even though these people that you see every day, they do infuriate you or, you know, sometimes you would just rather it was easier and logistically, but we're something else. This pandemic has shown is we're a lot stronger together than we are apart. And we like being together regardless of how many memes say, Oh, I don't want to get out of bed today or like uh, Netflix and, or, Oh, I love it when somebody else cancels plans. So I don't have to cancel plans. It, you know, we all joke about that, but at the end of the day, I think we're all really suffering just because we can't see each other. And so I don't think we're all going to be working from home. I mean, I know I'm not, I can't make bagels and sandwiches and manage a cafe from home, but I think that other people aren't either. I think Chris, you're going to have to go back to the office. Yeah. And I like going to cafes for bagels and sandwiches. So there's that too. (laughs) All right. Speaking of bagels and sandwiches, Let's take a let's take a spin to that food corner, Ellie. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um I will I will go first. Okay. So we have cliff bars and then beer. And what is this weekend? I well, I did get three boxes of Go Macro bars shipped to me this week because they had a 30% off sale. Um, so I got those. But uh, today was Easter and Easter dinner. So my darling wife made a full-on Easter dinner spread. Um, Nothing like fancy pants, but all very good. But as astute listeners will know, I have not been eating meat. Um, So I did not have ham. And I went upstairs and I saw this weird tube-looking thing in a pan and I was like, what's that? And she's like, Is it a roast? She's like, roast? She's like, That's your vegan roast. And I oh, was like, killing it. I was like, What? And yes, she made me a little vegan tofurkey roast. And actually, I even cut her off a little piece of it, and it was quite delightful. 
all of the seasonings with like um, a brined smoked turkey, but no turkey. Wow. Summer's killing it. Like really, I mean, maybe I should just get injured at many on the Jenny and like fall down the mountain and be like, summer, save me. (laughs) Or when we reach a hundred episodes, you'll take a break and it'll just be me and summer talking. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Ellie, what are you eating? Okay. So this is like hobo to the next level. I basically combined some elements of hobo stew and some elements of hobo brownies and i made black bean brownies yes yes and then so i made i found a recipe on pinterest so that's you can look for that and of course like i didn't have all the ingredients so i subbed out a bunch of things um and then i made them and they were good but like I had to, they weren't like sweet enough. I had to like chase the brownie with some chocolate chips. So the next, so today I like crumbled up the, and they were also a little dry. So I crumbled up the brownies cake pop style, added a jar of peanut butter. It's called drizzle from picky bars. I added like half a jar of that and then repressed it into the pan and then, um, Those are my new brownies because I needed them to be sweeter. And so, yes, that's what I did. I combined hobo stew and hobo brownies. It's amazing. It's amazing. I I amaze myself. You're a culinary master. I've been eating it for breakfast too, actually, because that's what you do sometimes. Wow. I'm impressed, Ellie. I'm impressed. Thank you. And uh, so you're going to have to um, keep all these recipes because you are going to have to post them on the Patreon for the people that subscribe to the um, $5 Ellie's uh, Hobo Hobo Stew okay. level. I already sent one to Nick. Yeah. He's like, I'm not making that, but his best friend will make that. Okay. So, yeah. He doesn't know what he's missing, but it's fine. Not a lot of people yeah. don't. Yeah, he was like... Uh, no, (laughs) you could eat that Ellie. (laughs) And I do. And I do. Do you like brownies? I do eat brownies. I generally don't eat ones with spinach in them. Um, I have eaten black bean ones. Okay. I had extra spinach and it was going bad. And so I was like, why don't I just throw them in? I love it. I think it's great. I just don't make it, you know? Um, the other one, uh, what I do like, um, I like uh, like Mexican chocolate brownies, ones with like a little dash of cayenne in them. Ooh, little little bit of zing in your brownie. That's pretty good. I've had that. See, I like the sea salt in the chocolate more than like, or the sea salt caramel brownies more than the cayenne. Okay. Well, you yeah. know. Because my problem is, is like I end up like inhaling it and then it gets to the back of my throat and I'm like, that's how I feel. And I don't want to do that when I'm like enjoying a brownie. <laughs> so I get one it. time, speaking of cayenne, all right, this is our last food thing and then we can wrap it up. Sorry. Uh, I one time did with my two coworkers when I worked at Strong Hearts in Syracuse for a solid week. We did that like apple cider vinegar, cayenne, lemon juice, honey shot. Oh yeah. Every day. Oh man. I don't know what that was, but it like cleared me 
I, I don't know if it was good or what was happening with my body, but that puts hair on your chest if you want to try that. Oh, man. I've just done apple cider vinegar, like just um, warm. I would do like a glass of warm water and put a shot of apple cider vinegar in it. I didn't put anything else in it, just just that. And that was more than enough for me. Yeah, this was, um, I don't know why I decided to, because I don't believe in any of that like stuff, but I don't know. It was like everybody was doing it, so I was there. I was like, yeah, fine. But, you know, level up your life, try that. All right, so everybody should follow us at Hamstrings and Heartstrings on Instagram. Follow Chris at Running Inside Out. Follow me at Gazelli. Follow the Trails Collective on Twitter for Ellie's Trail Tip Snacks. And you can join our Patreon for Ellie's interesting hobo recipes. And so I uh, do have one more um, Patreon shout out here um, to our newest third, our third supporter now um the folks at 10 junk miles have oh my signed god on no way and, and they're now uh trying to keep a roof over ellie's head and getting their hot little hands on uh ellie's hobo recipes so they got a good race out there the badger 100 it's pretty yeah. flat like i heard scotty um describing it on an episode of trail runner nation i he was like there are no hills if you, I guess it's like a flat runnable race. And I was like, hello, I think I could make an introduction, you know, when the diseases are over. Yeah. So if you um, have not listened to 10 junk miles, um, you really kind of should. I mean, they got some, they got some fun guests. They got a, a neat little dynamic where they have the whole crew together at times. And then they have the long run where they're interviewing individuals. Right. And so they have like a little clan and then they have like solo ones. So, um, you know, if you get tired of, uh, hamstrings and heartstrings, you know, we only have eight episodes, so you can only listen to each one so many times. Right. And, yeah. and there's only 95 Rio episodes in the can. So, uh, add 10 junk miles to your list. The long runs are actually my favorite. I like, Scott is actually really good at getting just different stories out of people. And they're a little longer, obviously. It's the long run. And I really liked the one with Jamil. They went into just a little bit more in depth of his story. And it was interesting. Um, They did one with his name is, oh, he won the Barkley. He finished the Barkley. John... John Fig, very There we go. That was great. Um, yep. Liza Howard was great. I haven't listened to the, I've only listened to a couple with Camille, but I heard those are pretty good. Um, but that's like a six hour commitment that I just haven't had yet. But um, he's very good at just talking. It's great. I did a, a Rio episode with John Fig, Verisi and, and Tim Hardy together. The two mm. of them. Yep. 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 I actually listened to something today about because Barclays canceled or was canceled because it was one like last week or something. And everybody who's in those in for next year. And the plot twist about Barclays is like you don't know you're in until three months before, basically. But now everybody has a year to train. So maybe it'll be a year where people actually finish. Well, you know what Laz is going to do. <laughs> he's he's going to mess up that course something. He's going to make it special for those people since he knows they also had a year to train. He like brings in lava. 
<laughs> way through the lava. The trail is lava. <laughs> That's the best. I used to play that game where you jump across the furniture. Yeah. Yeah. I do that on the trail sometimes. Jump across the rocks. All right, miss. Um, that's that. All right. Another we did amazing it. Amazing episode in the can, you know, like these things, they just start rolling off the tongue. Bye. Bye. Bye.